excited to hear more about Eastern Mennonite missions this morning, but we're also excited to hear the encouraging words that Joe and Yvonne have for us as part of what God is calling us to in terms of mission. And so, Joe and Yvonne, please come and share with us.
helped to send the first missionaries to Tanzania back in the Great Depression. What will our story be? It's really a good question to ask. What will our grandchildren talk about us when, when we get to be like older? And what will they say after we're not here anymore? What will our story be? And so for Abraham, it began in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, and we'll look at that in a minute. But first of all, consider what is the purpose and plan of God from Genesis to the end of the age? What is the purpose and plan of God from Genesis? He gave us the Bible, right? It's the only book that we have ever received from God that's called the Holy Bible. And what is the purpose and plan of God from Genesis to the end of the age? Just ponder that, right? What, are, what do we learn? What is it about God that we learn that's so critical to his heart, so important to his heart? Let's begin by just reading these couple verses together. Let's read together. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. You will be a blessing, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. It's almost like the Great Commission. In fact, we could say it's, it's the first Great Commission that is spelled out in the Bible. It is the foundational part of what God is trying to convey to this one man that he chose out of a, a family that worshipped idols and said, I want to call you out. I'm going I'm to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. That's exactly what gets highlighted here. God says, I will bless you. And we have top line written there because in some of our teaching that we do in Kairos, uh, the mission mobilization training we do at EMM, which you'll learn about toward the end, one of the teachers talks about top line blessing. And we so easily focus on that, don't we? Oh, God, bless me today. Bless my family. Bless my business. Bless the crops. Bless this. Bless that. And there's nothing wrong with that. We need to call forth God's blessing upon our lives. But it's, sometimes it's done at the expense of forgetting about the bottom line, which is so that I can be a blessing. And so I can be a blessing to who? To all peoples on earth. So all peoples on earth will be blessed. Not just Arthur, not just the people of Illinois, not just the people of the USA. It's much bigger than that. So that's where we begin to see God's heart for the nation's being on bail. So we think about, again, what is God's purpose? Isn't it possibly global and includes all nations? So we want to do an exercise together, and we would like this to be side A, and this would be side B. And I would like to ask you to stand, and then the verses will come up on the screen. And Joe will we'll give you an example here. <coughs> it should be someone. There it is. All right. Okay. So should we should we practice? Well, let's just say are, we'll say, are you ready? A. Okay, and you do not need to say the reference. We just want you to say the verse. And the reason that some things are in red is that's what we want we want you to highlight. So I'll say, are you ready, A, and you'll say yes, and then you'll say, are you ready, B, and then you'll say yes. That, that gets us talking a while, okay? Are you ready, A? Yes. yes. Are you ready, B? Yes. yes. Let's go. I might show you my power, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. 
word? Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere, right? Beginning where? Right here. And then everywhere. How did did the writer put it in Acts 1, verse 8? Beginning in Jerusalem, then Judea, like the places where you're most comfortable, and then where? Samaria, a little bit more cross-cultural, and then where? To the uttermost parts of the earth, right? And so we got to begin here. Jesus didn't say, begin in the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, begin here. And so we're learning that God's heart is for all nations. Now some of you might wonder, what does nations mean? Well, there's about 205 political nations in the world, but there's 17,000 different ethno-linguistic nations in the world. So when the Bible says nations, it's referring to ethno-linguistic, cultural, distinct people groups that are in the world. How many did I say? 17, or I say 17,000. 17,000. It's a lot of people, right? A lot of people groups in the world. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as we move along. So this part is for all nations, all ethnic linguistic groups, all tribes, all people, all languages to worship God. I want you to take in this next video and let the truth of this video sink into your hearts. And then um, then think about what what God might be saying. On your on the first on the front sheet of your paper it says it's got like the John Miller side uh, down at the bottom says video. Reflect on the video and write down how challenge you and watch. So I want you to be ready to do that after this video is finished. I'm going to just give you a minute to write something down because it's going to impact your lives in a profound way. In the beginning, God created everything. He created a world full of people to know him and to be known by him. This is the story of the Bible, God bringing people to himself. When when we we read the Bible, we see how God God went to great lengths to do this, and how much God cares about people knowing him. You most likely already know this. And you probably live somewhere where people have a general understanding of this great love story between God and humanity. And if they don't know yet, there's probably somebody in town who can tell them. But did you also know that there are three billion people who will live and die without ever hearing this story? Not because, because they, they don't, don't care, care. Because, because they, they don't, don't have a choice. choice. Nobody, Nobody ever told them that once upon a time, God became a human, just like them, so that he could teach them how to know their creator. 40% of the world doesn't know this, and they won't know this. Not unless something changes. Not unless someone goes to tell them. Jesus is our wonderful example. He left his natural home to come to us, and he tells us to do the same thing. Because we love Jesus and care about the same things that he cares about, we care about this. That the whole world would know him. That every tongue, tribe, and people group would come and be able to worship him. So the question is, are we doing this? Going out into the world to bring the gospel to every tongue, tribe, and nation? Well, kind of. Churches do send people out. Almost half the world still doesn't have any access to the gospel. But how is this possible? Aren't there people being sent? Yeah, there are about 400,000 people serving across the world today, but only 3% of them are actually going to the 40% who have never heard about Jesus. The other 97%, they're going to places that have already heard about Jesus. There's an imbalance. That imbalance leaves only one person for each 250,000 people who have never heard about Jesus. Put it another way, we have a spirit-led calling to rethink our focus. You look at how we use our resources, such as money, the picture doesn't look that much better. To be specific, Christians around the world are giving about 2% of their income to Christian causes. And less than 7% of that is going to cross-cultural workers. And of that cross-cultural giving, only one one-hundredth of that 0.1% is actually going to those working with the 3 billion people who don't know Jesus, have no church, or any Christian neighbors. The other 99% of all cross-cultural giving goes to the rest of the world that already has Christians, Bibles, and churches. Are you seeing the imbalance? Only 3% of our workers with only 1% of our cross-cultural finances are going to the 3 billion people who have never heard about Jesus. 
So we have to ask ourselves, are we okay with this? We want those three billion people to hear about the kingdom of God and how much God loves them. There are 17,000 ethno-linguistic groups in the world. People who share language, culture, and common history. 7,000 of them are considered unreached these are entire cultures who have never heard the amazing story of how Jesus loves them and came to save them. God has called us to pay attention to this, to love and care for the same things that he does. He put this desire on our heart. To see the unreached, reached with the amazing story of the love of God. We want to see lasting local church planning movements begin among these people groups. That brings renewal and transformation among these cultures and societies. Why? Because God has moved our hearts to see the gospel transform whole societies among the unreached. We know this task is bigger than us. Many of the areas that are in need of the gospel are difficult and resistant places. It isn't something that can be accomplished overnight, but by the power of the Spirit, we endeavor to preach the gospel where Christ is not known, so God can be worshipped by all peoples.
what it is now. It's broken. But it didn't begin that way. So we have a second circle that helps us understand how it began. It began with God's love being shown to us in the beginning. And he created man and woman in a perfect environment that was completely perfect, completely pure, completely beautiful. Until sin entered entered their lives. And uh, the relationship was broken. And it took what was beautiful and placed them into this place that is now broken. In fact, God had to chase them out of the garden. He said, you cannot, you can no longer live here anymore. And we, just like our first
So you saw the video, right? And you were impacted in some way with that. Here's a little tool you can take with you. Uh, go on YouTube and say three circles of three circles of love, you'll find it said again. It's a way you can give your little testimony, you give a little testimony about in three minutes, really. Just carry a piece of paper with you and um, and do it or download the app and just walk through it with somebody on the app or something like that. So um, but yeah, it's like this is where we want to get to. Let's read this together. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. How many from every nation? A multitude, right? Not just two or three, but this means like a multiplying viable church that's reproducing itself in every nation, every tribe, every people, and every language. So like that video said, there's still 40% of the world who does not have that reality in their context. There's still 7,000 language groups that don't have that happening in their, in their context. And so, um, so we begin to look at um, a picture like to go to these least reached areas of the world. 
souls. So um, it's here where we say, what is, what is God saying to this local church? And um, it becomes clear to us when we walked in here that God has already spoken to you about Central York, and we are just so blessed about it. So we're just saying, keep on fanning that flame. Keep on, like we talked to Jeff earlier about the youth group possibly going to the Czech Republic next year, 2024, and getting a few youth together through the kingdom team um, possibility. Stacy and Voices be delighted to have some of you come from this community to uh, the Czech Republic next summer. And so those are just ways that you can kind of keep praying into what is God saying. And, and so this area on your paper, you can just begin to think about what, what is, like how can we be a blessing to the unreached people groups of the world? Let's reflect a little bit on four words that we want you to write down on your paper. And they, yeah, why don't you say the four words? Well, actually, we can start if you write go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about one at a time. Okay. We're going to build on this, right? So we're going to try and just give you some illustrations from our life because um, we said some in the earlier time about ways that we went, Joseph and he went to the Bronx. Um, so for me, my Jerusalem was when my dad took me to the hippie commune just two miles away from our house. And that's how I experienced to go, first of all. Later on, I went to Samaria, which is like the Bronx. I lived in the city, much different than milk and cows every day. And later went to the uttermost parts of the earth where it was Tanzania. And we could even say for our church now, at Byron Church, where I pastored for 26 years, before starting this work last year, um, we started doing, doing a mobile food bank. And so we got involved in a local mobile food bank along with about three or four other teams. And every other week we get into these homes and we get to pray with people. Why? Because we're bringing them food. And then we say, well, what can we pray about? And so we're building very amazing relationships every other week with these families that we're praying with um, as the different teams go out into these homes. Someone else had organized the food bank and they said, well, they just drop it off and go. And so we had been praying for how do we get into our community because we're in the middle of cornfields, literally. The church is in the middle of cornfields. Not as big as these cornfields, we're in the middle of cornfields. And the middle of Amish country.
so we did not know that there was going to be an Holy Trinity um, working and worshiping on the part of the What's the first word you wrote? Second? Third? Welcome. So welcome is hospitality, right? So we welcome that, like that's what welcoming is. We, we're hospitable to those that are even now at Dunkin' Donuts who may look like they're from another country or those that are at Walmart working that look like they're from another country. Or have they moved to Arthur? Have the other nations moved into the Arthur community or not so much yet? I'm just asking, do you see people from other nations even in Arthur? You see how prevalent it is? Like God is bringing the nations even to our doorstep. So when you go get your Dunkin' Donut coffee or whatever, it might be somebody from Pakistan that's giving you your, your cup of coffee. It's that, it's that real for us right now. They're at our doorstep. So that's welcome. Welcoming would be being hospitable and welcoming them into our local community. So there's one more yet, and it's called mobilize. Go, send, welcome, and mobilize is another way that we can experience going. And that has to do with uh, even what Yvonne and I are doing this morning, you can do within your own family. Like how do we mobilize for the, for, for the workers to go to the harvest field? How does the farmers in this community, how do they mobilize a team? It is harvest time now. We've got to get everything ready. And they don't start the day of harvest to get their combine ready. They start prior to that. Because it's harvest time. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a preparation, there's a mobilization piece here that, Glennis, you and I know as pastors that, that it's all the time, right? We're all the time mobilizing and encouraging the hearts of the people. Like, how can we be about the harvest of souls? So this never stops. Jesus said, look in the fields, they are... He said, you say, three more months, then harvest. So what fields was he looking at that were ripe for harvest if they were green yet, right? In fact, the crops might have just been planted if he said, you're saying three months more of the harvest. He's saying, I'm looking down there and I'm seeing that there's a harvest. Now's the time for harvest. You think it's green, but now's the time for harvest. So he was just giving a metaphor there that harvest is ready. The harvest of souls is ready. So we just want to leave that... Um, with you, the go, send, welcome, and mobilize. So how, how do we mobilize? Um, one way we can do that is, is have your church be part of a vision support team. And you're already thinking about, Pastor Glenn, you're already thinking about Central Europe. And how might this church even be part of a vision support team that is helping to focus on Central Europe? Together with other churches, together with other districts, perhaps? Um, so that's just something you can pray into. Pray into what it might look like for this. And we aren't sure what this looks like. This is all really front-end uh, information in terms of how we're structuring the onboarding, what it means to be engaging in these four regions internationally, that is, uh, for the harvest of souls in these regions. And even what countries they might look like. The, the Czech Republic and, uh, and we have Albania there. We have Germany there. And there's other nations in Germany that are even considered least reach now. Then we have Central Asia and other and Southeast Asia and West Africa and other places. So hey, let's just keep we want to just keep that before you and so you can continue to think about what is my next what is my next step of obedience? What is it for you personally? What is the I will for your church as a as a mission team department together with the pastoral team or what what is the next I will for this for us as a congregation? And I just want to say you guys are blessing us. Just, we're ready. I feel like I'm talking to the choir, but I'm saying there also there's probably more. There's probably more. So we're just, I just want you to pray for what the more is. What's the more that's going to grow out of this congregation that a John Mellinger or something might arise out of this congregation or Phoebe Yoder might arise out of this congregation to be a blessing to the nation. We want to close with just a few online resources that are available. The Kairos course, we have pamphlets back there in the back. You can also go to emm.org backslash learn or go right to it with backslash Kairos and you can read more about the Kairos course. This is the one that's starting up this fall and yes, it's at EMM but yes, we're also going to try and do this thing virtually except for the two Saturdays that have to be in person. So that should be a lot for you to commit to something like that. But if there's someone here that really wants
make sure you have a place to stay when you come in on a Saturday for the two Saturdays of training. But our goal is, church, is to have this Kairos training be, be uh, planted in each district of LMC. So each district can have a center for training and mobilizing mission vision into the, into the communities of our churches. So this is like mission vision for locally and globally, for all ages, for all ages. And so that's just something you can pray about. Another, another thing that you can, uh, that this is available for everyone is the Radix platform. And this, and maybe you're familiar with this, Glenn, but if you go on the mm.org backslash learn, click on Radix, it'll take you all kinds of online learning tools there. There are self-paced things you can do. There's also cohorts you can join that are live virtually. Uh, that you can join various teachings on missions, various teachings on the Word of God. So just explore that. And this is here free for your resource. And there might be some small costs for some of these, but they're not that much out of reach. So, um, so that's the last things that we want to leave you with. Now before we, before we step down here, we want first of all, Bless the pastor and uh, the pastors, the leaders. But also want to say that please pick up one of these carabiners back there. These carabiners have the five regions on. That gives a description of all the regions. It helps you know how to pray. And Central York's on here. You can find Central York. A little bit of detail about Central York on the back. Just, just hang it somewhere. So it kind of reminds you. You'll walk past. Oh yeah, let me pray. Let me pray for Stacy and Boyfriend. Let me pray for Southeast Asia today. You know. About what's going on there. So we just want you to pick up one of these. Help yourself anything back there on the table. So Glenn and Emily, the outreach, is Emily here? Yes. Can you please come? The mission outreach person and Glenn is the lead pastor. Those are the two, I know you have a lot of leaders here and you have others that are even on staff, but we want to focus on the, on the mission leader here today
Joe and, Joe and Yvonne for encouraging us, and uh, thank you for all you do for E&M. Uh, they, they did see their daughter in St. Louis, but um, they are visiting many churches on their trip and putting on a lot of miles, so blessings, uh, safe travels to you. Um, Joe's going to be greeting you as, we leave, as you leave today or go to the fellowship meal, and Yvonne's going to be at the EMM table back there, so stop and say hi to her and grab some of those things that they were, uh, that they were talking about as well. Let's stand. Uh, we'll be dismissed with a prayer, and then uh, Eric will come lead us in uh, our sending song today. May the Spirit of the Lord anoint you to provide strength to the weak, freedom to the oppressed, food to the hungry, and the good news of Jesus to all nations. May we go, send, welcome, and mobilize for the harvest of God's kingdom. Lord, we pray your blessing over the fellowship meal today. We pray that you would just bless the food and that has been brought in our time together as your body. Just thank you for each one here this morning, each one who's watched online. And now to, a God, to the God who is able to do